What up creatures from cyberspace, John here with another Grave Talk Quickie, and today we're going to cover the Children of the Corn franchise. So that's all 11 movies, so settle in because I think this is going to take a while. I love corn. Mmm, corn. The franchise started with Stephen King's Children of the Corn short story, surprise, surprise, and that was printed in the 1978 collection Night Shift. In 1984, the Children of the Corn cinematic universe was started with Children of the Corn. That was directed by Fritz Kirsch from a screenplay written by George Goldsmith. And it stars Peter Horton as Bert Stanton, Linda Hamilton as Vicki Baxter, John Franklin as Isaac, and Courtney Gaines as Malachi. For those who don't know, the premise, children kill all the adults to worship he who walks behind the rose, and the cult is led by Isaac, and the muscle behind it all is Malachi. Once they turn 19, they gotta walk into the corn rose, where he who walks behind the rose kills them. Bert and Vicky hit a child who was murdered trying to escape Gatlin, and they end up trapped there. With the help of two non-cult children, they manage to overthrow the children, burn the cornrows, and escape. This movie was not well received at the time. It only has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it did make $14 million on an $800,000 budget. So especially back in the 80s, sequels were all but assured. Honestly, I mean, probably not a surprise to anyone, but I'll say this is by far the best movie in the franchise, but also it's probably not as good as you remembered, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. It's not a great movie. Isaac's decent, Linda Hamilton does a great job, but I mean really not much happens in a lot of this movie and most of the children actors can be pretty grating, especially the two kids who weren't in the cult. But honestly, I mean to me, like the worst sin in this movie is that it's really just pretty boring. It's, it's much more boring than you remember. Next up is 1992's Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. Considering they made nine other movies after this one, they may have jumped the gun with the title some. This film was directed by David Price. Even though the movie came out you know, eight years after the first one, in the film, canonically, it takes place two days after the events of the first movie. I guess Bert and Vicky made it to a town and let everyone know what was going on in Gatlin. And the kids from Gatlin get moved over into this poor town of Hemingford, Nebraska. Naturally, the kids bring their cult with them. And they're now led by this guy named Mika. And spooky shit just immediately starts happening when they show up. So driving into this chaos is John and his son Danny, who naturally has a strained relationship. While there, John, who is like an old reporter, starts investigating why everyone in Hemingford is dying in like the wildest fucking ways. One lady's crushed by a house like the Wicked Witch of the West. Another guy like dies from a nosebleed and his whole face just like peels off in the middle of church. It's some strange shit. John meets a Native American called Frank Redbear who gives him some background about he who walks behind the rose. And together they find out that this town has been selling toxic corn that's putting spores in the air and can make children hallucinate and become violent. Which, while interesting and would have been a cool scientific explanation for all this, plays basically no role in what's happening in the film because we know that the kids have, like, legit voodoo magic power. What happened in Gatlin was those kids went apeshit and killed everybody. 
Once again, Mika and all the kids kill the adults, this time by locking them all in a building and setting it on fire, which goes about as well as expected. Mika ends up getting killed by a corn harvester. The cult disbands and everybody's happy, except for the people burned to death. They're probably pissed. Uh, Children of the Corn 2 made $7 million on a $1.3 million budget and was the last Children of the Corn film to be released in theaters. I wasn't a fan of this one. That lady getting crushed by the house was probably one of the best kills in the franchise. Overall, the gore levels much higher than the first, but the plot's ridiculous. Nothing anybody does makes any sense, and the acting is really bad, like across the board bad. So my recommendation for this one is a big ol' skip. So we're going straight to video after this. Released to bargain bins everywhere in 1995, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest, was directed by James D.R. Hickok and follows two brothers from Nebraska who end up getting adopted by a family in Chicago. The older brother, Joshua, he begins to fit in and somehow has like mad hoop skills and is making the best of his new life in Chicago. But the younger brother, Eli, is still very tight with he who walks behind the rose and brings all of that with him. He's still dressing like he's part of that cult, etc. And he brought some magic corn with him that he plants and can instantly grow like a cornfield in the middle of Chicago. And it's some sort of amazing corn because Eli's new dad is in the corn selling business and he wants to get this corn everywhere in grocery stores because it's the most amazing corn that ever exists. I'm not a corn connoisseur, so I don't know what makes it so special. I guess it's awesome because it can grow in Chicago of all places. But anyway, the thing about this corn is that it turns all the kids who eat it into fanatics, members of the He Who Walks Behind the Rose cult. It like brainwashes them and it brutally murders adults. Joshua wants nothing to do with this. He's, you know, the good guy of the film. So he finds He Who Walks Behind the Rose magical book, the Cornonomicon, and destroys it, which then stops Eli. Uh, it's actually okay. This one is a, a step up from the previous one, and I did kind of like it. There's some pretty cool kills, and taking it out of Nebraska and moving it to Chicago did actually work for this movie, and it probably because it was the first time that was done, I thought it was a cool spin on the franchise. So despite being the first one that's direct-to-video, it's actually one of the better films of the, of the sequels. The actors didn't do anything like too special. I don't want to talk it up too much. But, you know, they got the job done. And my main criticism is it does kind of fall apart at the end. I think like the last 15 minutes are pretty weak or the weakest part of the film, but it's all right. So I'd say this one gets a lukewarm recommend from me. Next up is Children of the Corn 4, The Gathering. This one was released in 1996 and was directed by Greg Spence and inexplicably stars Naomi Watts. Uh, Naomi Watts plays Grace Rhodes, who's a medical student returning home to take care of her mother, June. Uh, naturally, she lives in some town in Nebraska, surrounded by corn everywhere you look, corn, corn, corn. The children all get sick at the same time with the same symptoms one night. And they suddenly stop responding to their usual names and claim to be other people and naturally start killing all the adults. Turns out these people were all part of some cult from like 50 years ago and it all ties back in very, very loosely 
to He Who Walks Behind the Rose. And this time, the final showdown takes place in a barn and involves Mercury. So, you know, you got that going for it, I guess. This one's generally rated higher than three, but personally, I liked it less than three. Naomi Watts does a great job, but overall, it's kind of boring and it really doesn't have anything in common with like the previous Children of the Corn movies. It feels kind of like a standalone movie. I did a little research and there's no evidence of this. I wouldn't say skip this one, but to me, it feels like one of those movies that didn't maybe start out as a Children of the Corn movie and they just sort of, bam, slapped the brand on it at the last minute. You're on private property. Town's about a mile that way. Now, they're stranded in a desolate town. You people look a little lost. Is there a tow truck service? Nope. 1998 brought us Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror. This one was directed by Ethan Wiley, probably most famous for being writer of both House films and Alexis Arquette, sibling to Patricia and David, as well as Eva Mendez in her debut role, a sort of another surprise get for the Children of the Corn franchise. This installment follows a group of teenagers who get lost and end up in Divinity Falls, and you're not going to believe this, but the kids here follow He Who Walks Behind the Rose, surely a twist nobody expected in a Children of the Corn movie. This time, they're led by a man named Luke Enright, and it turns out one of the teen's brothers is part of the cult. There's this element where Luke, who appears to be an adult, isn't actually... Well, you know what? I don't want to spoil it. So I'll skip right past that and say that this movie unfolds pretty much as you'd expect. The teens try to get away, a bunch of murdered, some of them kind of join up to the cult, and they're like, huh, this sounds very interesting. Hmm, your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. And it's really unremarkable. You know, unless you're a really big fan of Eva Mendez, and I mean, who could blame you? I would say skip this one. It does not tie in at all, and it's just not very good. Closing out the millennium is 1999's Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Revenge. At first glance, you'd be forgiven to be excited about this one since it sees the return of John Franklin as Isaac, even though he was very much killed in the first movie. And it was directed by Carrie Scoglin, who most recently directed all six episodes of Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I thought was a pretty good show. But lower those expectations. This is a Children of the Corn sequel, after all, and it's the sixth one. In fact, you might be asking yourself, how did Isaac even come back? The answer, of course, is he wasn't killed. He was in a coma, even though he looked very dead. It's all a mistake. He was in a coma. So this movie follows a child of Gatlin who naturally returns back to find her biological mother. And this lady is named Hannah. And Hannah returning fulfills this prophecy and that wakes up Isaac. The rest of the film follows half of the town harassing Hannah to get her to complete the prophecy, and some of the town trying to keep her from completing the prophecy. This time, he who walks behind the rose is like a, a guy now where he can shapeshift, and he's no longer a monster, which is a big change from you know the other five movies. This movie is less of a horror and more of a bore. Even with John Franklin's return, it is a very safe skip. There's like nothing to to even talk about in this movie. That's that's how boring it is. 2001, new millennium, new Children of the Corn film. 
This time, it's Children of the Corn Revelations. This was directed by Guy Magar, who mostly was a TV director before this, and according to IMDb, has never directed again after this film. So, make of that what you will. Children of the Corn Revelation follows Jamie, who's played by Claudette Mink, looking for her grandmother, who has been missing for a week. She goes to her grandmother's apartment building, which happens to be right next to a cornfield, and naturally there are children who come from this corn. They may be of the corn, even, and of course they just start killing people. Unlike the last film, though, this one has some positives. Michael Ironside shows up for a little bit, and he nails it as a priest who drops some uh, exposition for us. And this film also looks better than the last one. The last one was very yellow. I mean, it was was super off-putting, I thought. And this one's only 82 minutes long, and that's including credits, so it hardly overstays its welcome. There's a pretty good kill in a bathtub involving magical, deadly corn seeds that instantly become corn stalks. It's it's interesting, and so I'd say this one is worth a watch. If you're this far in the Children of the Corn franchise, it's like a like an oasis in a desert. After Revelations, they took a eight-year break, and the franchise didn't return until 2009 when the Sci-Fi Channel sponsored a remake of the original story. So this is 2009's Children of the Corn. It's really hard to find. I could not find it streaming anywhere. I went to Amazon to try to order the Blu-ray, because that's the kind of commitment that I have to this kind of stuff. And they sent me the 1980 Children of the Corn movie instead. I can like only imagine the picker was like, there is no way this person intended to order the 2009 Children of the Corn, so let me hook them up. It was written and directed by Donald P. Borchers. It was also the last thing that Donald ever wrote or directed. So that is two times now Children of the Corn have killed somebody's career. It stars Kanzi McClue as Vicky and David Anders as Bert. David Anders went on to star in Heroes and iZombie, so thankfully this didn't, didn't kill his career. But this is not the Bert and Vicky you remember from the first movie. Instead, these are two of the most unlikable people on the planet. They can't stand themselves. They can't stand each other. And neither can we. Oh my god. These people were like nails on a chalkboard. One small point in its favor is this one stays much closer to Stephen King's short story than the first film. The first film changes quite a bit. The ending is totally different. This one does stick closer to that. The acting is very rough, as I've definitely hammered home. The cast, unlikable. And once again, we've returned to a very, very yellow color grading. I guess because corn is yellow, it's stupid. I'll give it a soft recommend because it's so close to the short story. It is an interesting take on it which I do respect. So, I mean, if if unlikable main characters don't turn you away from a story, yeah, this one isn't too bad. But since it's so hard to track down, don't do what I did. Don't go out of your way to find it. It's definitely not worth that. But the kids sing a song in this film. I, I guess it's the, the introduction of the Children of the Corn theme song. And here it is. Sowing in the morning. Sowing seeds of kindness Sowing in the noontide and the dewy eve 
Waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Children of the Corn Genesis is up next. Released in 2011, it was written and directed by Joel Sosin and stars Kayleen Coleman as Allie, Tim Rock as Tim, and Bill Drago as Preacher. This story follows an actual decent couple, Allie and Tim, whose car breaks down while driving through rural Nebraska. And if I've learned anything from these films up to this point is that Nebraska is basically impossible to drive through. Your car will break down, you will get lost, and children will try to kill you. So, Nebraska, avoid it. I thoroughly enjoyed my trip to Nebraska. So, um, anybody see any good movies lately? Nah, no, not really, yeah. no. Well, you read any good books? No. No. Nope. Uh. Anything new with corn? Oh, yeah, corn, 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 corn is always interesting. This couple finds a house inhabited by shady people, and they ask if they could use their phone to try and get a tow. Of course, the tow truck can't get there until tomorrow, so now Allie and Tim have to stay at the preacher and his wife's house overnight, and poor shenanigans occur. Near the end, it becomes very Final Destination-y, I guess. It was it was a very interesting, pretty strange movie, but it's actually not that bad. It's really not a Children of the Corn movie. I mean, the link is tenuous at best. You really have to squint and suspend any kind of logic, but who cares? Because at one point, a cop is literally yeeted into the atmosphere hilariously. So... Bad Children of the Corn movie, decent, low-budget horror movie. This one gets a watch for me. Probably one of the, the better ones on this list. Oh boy. 2018 brought us Children of the Corn Runaway. This one was directed by John Gulager, who IMDb tells me is known for Feast and Piranha 3DD. 3DD? Probably 3DD, knowing the Piranha franchise. Anyway, this installment follows Ruth, who's played by Marcy Miller. She ran away from Gatlin with her son Aaron, plays by Jake Ryan Scott. And they end up in this small town, which is shockingly, of course, it relates to Gatlin. And this movie is so dumb. It's very, very bad. I don't like the characters, the motivation, the plot, the acting. It's probably the least connected of the franchise out of any of them, which is saying a lot considering the previous movie. Don't just skip this one. Actively avoid it. It's it's literal garbage. Remember when I said Children of the Corn 2 was the last movie to be released in theaters? I lied to you back then, 20 minutes ago. It was the last one released to theaters until this year. And it's 2020's Children of the Corn. And you might be wondering, why did I say this year if it was filmed in 2020? Well, as it happened, pandemic affected this movie. It premiered in 2020 and then it went into a vault until this year when it was released to no acclaim. This one was written and directed by Kurt Wimmer. And the most generous way I can phrase this, I guess, is it's a retelling of the original story. Less generously, the plot is Children of the Corn by like the slimmest of threads. There is children, there is corn, and he who walks behind the corn is still around. That's about it. I'm going to try and find some positives. Unlike 2018's movie, this one isn't pure dog shit. It's by far the best looking film. It's shock great, and the cinematography is aces. 
the actors do a good job with what very little they have. The kid actors are great as well. So, I mean, tremendous work, especially from the two leads. Whew. They did a great job with, you know, some not great material. And the bad is everything else. The plot's nonsensical. It basically, these kids are mad because the adults want to stop growing corn and switch to soy to make more money because they're not making money. The kids believe that the adults are supposed to be stewards of the corn for them, and it's, it's bananas. The CGI is horrible. He who walks behind the rose is Groot now. Thumbs down. Big thumbs down. It's a bad movie, and you should skip it. Save the two hours. Which I suppose that continues the theme of this quickie. Honestly, considering the esteem this franchise is held in, I expected more from these films. They are all forgettable. Most are bad, and some are terrible. I think the nearest I, like thing I can compare this franchise to is Hellraiser, where you know there's a couple of good movies and a long stretch of garbage movies. But at least this new Hellraiser that recently came out redeemed itself. The new Children of the Corn fell flat on its face. My suggestion is to avoid most of these films. They aren't bad, like funny bad. They're just normal bad. They're the kind of bad that you want to turn off and go outside. But, you know, there were a few recommendations. If you want to get a good flavor of what Children of the Corn is like, I would say watch the first one, Children of the Corn 3, 4, Revelations, and Genesis. But what do you think? Am I too harsh on this franchise? Are there any I should have ranked higher? I'd love to know. You can reach out to us on our Instagram and Twitter or through our website. 